Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about films that have gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me, because I literally know where the bodies are buried, is David William Roger uh, Rogers, uh, four and twenty, and emancipation to you, good sir. Emancipation to you, four scores in seven years hither forward, indeed. And- and stand on my hat. It is made of lead. <laughs> this is a very or accurate. silver. <laughs> or silver. Ooh, so many hints in the beginning mm-hmm. times. Well, David, we got a great podcast today. It's yeah. got history. It's got whitewashing of history. It's got vampires. It's got a lot of questions for me as an immigrant. And best of all, it's got the undead coming to try to fuck up America. David, what of course is the film that we are doing this evening? Yes, yes, yes. The film today is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm. This is dun, 2012, dun. directed by Timur Beck Mambatov. Great last name. Great and pronunciation. It, yeah, mm. thank you. I did the how do you pronounce this fucking name? Because <laughs> I had no idea. And then writing credits was Seth Graham Smith. Uh, who did the screenplay and also the graphic novel for this. Ooh, I did read that it was based on a book, graphic novel. It seems like one of those ones. Yeah. Because you know what? I don't know that a normal person would be like, you know, what we need to make is a movie about Abraham Lincoln and vampires. <laughs> and, and on that note, Do you see bands. what else he did, though? He yeah. also had one called Pride and Prejudice. Oh, with vampires. You, you know what? We have a one we, uh, and zombies. zombies. Yeah, yeah. We have it. a guest joining us today. And actually, that was the other film he suggested. But I was like, <laughs> no, we just did Glory. We talked about Civil War. This is a good fit. Let's do that. Yeah. Before we get into introducing him, I believe I can do the synopsis. Yeah, it's today. your turn for the synopsis. All right. Well, welcome to 18 something nothing. It is the good times. Slavery is alive and well. The beautiful, beautiful act of slavery. And we meet a young Abraham Lincoln. He is a riverboat trash person living poorly with his mother and father. Uh, Meanie's out there just trying to fuck up his shit. He's got this friend who's like a freed slave. Um, old Meanie McMeaniston tries to come and like get this guy to go down the river. And he's like, no, he's free. Punt, gets whipped in the face. It's a whole thing. Cut two. Abraham Lincoln's family is like asleep at nighttime and Abe looks down and this, he sees something comes inside cut to his mom getting bitten by a vampire. We don't know if it's a vampire, but he looks down. It's the first jump scare of the film, which I resented red eyes done. And so ensues Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. He becomes like incest. This guy, he's going to kill him. He tries to kill him one night. He shoots him in the, this bad guy whose name I will come to in a moment. When I look at the IMDb again, <laughs> shoots him in the face. He doesn't die. Meets a different guy. The guy's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Vampires are real. And Abraham Lincoln becomes a vampire hunter. And actually it's the story of eradicating vampires and slavery from American history simultaneously. You thought you knew everything about Abraham Lincoln. Guess what? Cause he if he not. didn't do enough, he also 
was fucking up the vampires. And Loki taught himself how to be a lawyer whilst being a shopkeeper. Abraham Lincoln, vampire lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Not a vampire for lawyers, a vampire no, against maybe, lawyers. Maybe, you know, like the next movie. Yeah. He, get, he, he went to the theater. So maybe he gets shot, he gets bit by a Dominic Cooper, and then he's vampire lawyer. Mm. And that's the next book. I don't know. I just, I have these ideas. David's like, you can contact me. I will <laughs> license them to you. We actually have two Davids on the show. This feels like a good segue to introduce the man sitting opposite me. His name is David Salsa. Hello. 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 Thanks for having me. It was great. You know, we met at a wedding a few weeks ago and we had a great time. And I was like, I like people named David. Would you like to come on my podcast? And he said, yes, I would. David, let's talk about you. Okay. So you're an actor. Yes. And you're also a teacher. Yes. And I have your IMDb here. And I just want to read out some of these incredible Oscar nominated films <laughs> that you have worked in. The difference between the TV and the films is, is quite hilarious. So first up, my personal favorite, we've got Vampire Camp, very apropos of the mm -hmm. film we're talking about. You played Eddie. Mm -hmm. We've got Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. And you played a man named Davis, which is so close to David. So, so that was like a real stretch for you, I yeah. know. Um, and then, of course, like you said, you've done a lot of TV stuff. So we had you in Scorpion. We had you in Castle. We had you in Supergirl, CSI Cyber, um, which I don't know what that is. Is that where they're like, dun dun, the internet? It's, yeah, it's, it's basically yeah, yeah. internet crimes. Okay, it, cool. It internet seasons. crimes. Oh, yeah. well, hello. Superstore. We love that love show. Um, yeah, lots of different things. I mean, you got to just go check out David Salsa's IMDb. So let's talk about you. Okay. How did you come to be in this crazy, crazy town of Los Angeles? And how did you come to be pursuing this career that you are? Uh, that's, oh, wow. I didn't know we were it's going to do that. It's road. a twofer. Yeah. Um, uh, I, so, I mean, my whole life has been an interest to me, um, acting and stuff like that. And I, I, in long story short, got hurt playing football, couldn't play basketball, tried out for the school play in high school, really got into it, really loved it, loved theater, studied theater in college, then went to graduate school in New York. Uh, for theater. And while I was out there, just kept pursuing it. I uh, did some theater regionally, uh, led me back home. I'm from Oregon originally. Uh, the best me, state. We yeah, love Oregon. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, led me to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival where mm -hmm. I was in the resident acting company for five years uh, and then decided it was time to come back down to LA because mm -hmm. um, the weather's better. Mm, and it certainly is. It's wonderful. People and, are friendly. Yeah. And people are friendly. Sunshine's every day pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And, and so, so I came back down here to, to pursue acting and stand up mm -hmm. and uh, and then started teaching while I was down here, too, at the Lee Strasberg Institute and uh, have been doing that for eight, nine years. Met your wife there. My, not there. Met oh, my wife at a sorry. different acting studio. Fake news. I guess I worked at a couple of acting studios. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 What and do you teach at... Um uh, I teach I teach like on camera acting classes mostly mostly uh TV and film classes there. Nice. So um it's great. It's a cool place. And what initially attracted you to the craft of acting, especially with such titles as, you know, Mecha mm -hmm. Shock versus Mega Shock or I'm probably getting those right. You know, um, Shock 
Shock related. I don't know. I lo- I mean, as a kid, like I th- I think every kid sort of has that imagination where you know he wants to be Luke Skywalker or, or you know uh, Marty McFly. You know mm-hmm. those movies, things like that. I always loved comedies. Always loved uh, movies, and really just kind of always gravitated gravitated towards the goofy and and fun and. Um, the, the, the like true story is, is this first play that I did in high school, uh, I had, it was of mice and men and I've very light play for those that do not know. (laughs) And I played a Lenny small and, uh, I know beautiful, tragic, simple, sad. Um, and, uh, after I did the play this, uh, there was like an assembly the week after I did a play, did the play and the, uh, how I describe her, the attractive, honors English teacher, and I was not an honor student, walked directly up to me and I'm like, oh my God, what is she doing? And she goes, hey, I just want to say I saw you in the play. I thought you were amazing. Uh, you like, everyone was moved, like you affected Aww. people. And I just think you should continue to do this. And so and you're like, uh, whatever, you right, say, whatever you say, I'll dedicate my life to this craft <laughs> because of you <laughs> one interaction yeah. from a teacher. Yeah. Well, and it was, but it was also the first, I don't know, like in that, in that, that quest for validation. Totally. Uh, it was, it was exciting and, and fun. And Serious question. Have you looked up this teacher since? I haven't. Okay. Well, I, I know what David and I will be doing in yeah. a follow up. No, no, um, well, she should know that she, she like changed know. the trajectory of your life. In some ways. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And what's the biggest difference for you in between pursuing acting as an actor and, and helping others realize their their vision as an artist? Hmm, that's a great question. Uh, I'm full of them. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, I, I, there's no difference in the sense that whether you're teaching acting or working on a role, right? Like however you want to define acting, truthful under imaginary circumstances or serving the play, serving the world. Um that's what you're trying to do, whether I'm teaching or whether I'm, I'm acting in something. Um, as far as myself on a day-to-day basis, I think it's the difference between, uh, nurturing, uh, trying to get like a seed to grow for Mm -hmm. someone versus, um, in my own career, balancing my, uh, need to need and desire to get a job versus the, uh, having to have thick skin and not care. Mm. Right. So every audition that I get is just like, okay, I did it. And there's some of them that I really am like, Ooh, 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 I want this. Um, but as soon as I now send them out to my agent as a self tape, cause that's what you do now. Um, I, I let it go. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's out of my control. I'm never going to cast myself in something mm-hmm. unless I'm financing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all I can do is the best job I can on a self tape to try and get them to decide I'm the right guy for the job. And telling my students that's important too, but mostly yeah. helping them. We do 12 week terms and and I always mm. say my goal is that after 12 weeks, they feel like they're a better actor than they did at mm. week one. So David does acting classes actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like Meisner based. Okay. That was my. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a method school. So they're sworn enemies, but not really. (laughs) I think, yeah. I haven't studied the two different techniques. I hear those words thrown around a lot. Um, I, it's a blind spot. I should definitely check it out. But, um, 
Uh, so, okay. Quick question then. Um, what is one of your favorite memories from being on set? You do have 24 credits as an actor mm-hmm. here. Do you, does anything rise to the top of like something that stands out as a story or a moment where you're like, yes, I'm here or, mm-hmm. or boo, I'm here. Like, get me the <laughs> fuck out of here. Uh, my first time on set had a boo I'm here moment, uh, uh, which was just 12 hours on set on criminal minds, not knowing what I'm doing. And at the end of the day, I had such a migraine headache because I was like, this is it. This is where it all begins. And then at the end of the day, I was like, why did I want to do this my whole life? Oh, and that realization yeah. of like, treat it like a job. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that changed, but from a, a good standpoint, like the best feeling I ever had was this, actually it was the CSI cyber, uh, show. I had, uh, the director at one point, uh, we're doing the scenes and there was like an explosion. So I was just like standing off to the side, waiting for them to set that up. And the director's standing next to me and she just goes, uh, Hey, I just want you to know that you were unanimously everyone in the room's number one choice because for this role, because you sort of treated uh, the character like he was all of these guys like big brother or Aww. dad and that was something that i had actually consciously thought of yeah. in like the sides um and one of the things as an actor i always try and like my goal is to uh find something in the script that somebody else might not find mm-hmm. right not make something up but find something in the script that i could use in this character was talking about guys in their twenties and saying, I need to make sure my guys are safe. Mm -hmm. And it just felt big brother, uncle, dad kind of vibe. And the fact that she got that out of my audition was like dancing in the street. That's so (laughs) awesome. Yeah. 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 Seeing you validating you. Yeah. Yeah. This is a business of broken dreams and a lot of people getting pissed off and not having a good time. So that's, Mm. that's awesome. I love that. That's a, yeah, that was like, that was the best day. Another, I'll tell you another quick funny yeah. thing was uh, during the pandemic, I shot uh, like this movie with Elijah Wood. I think I told you the story mm-hmm. of the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, He's a character and a half, yes. isn't he, Elijah Wood? Yes. Uh, but it was like August 2020. Oh, boy. Uh, so it was deep in the pandemic. And it was one of the first things that started opening up in production again and they put me him and this other actor in like a glass box anytime we weren't shooting on set mm-hmm. so you so, can get infected right so for so for the whole day me elijah wood and this other gentleman are in this room together and i think it was the first time we were with another person in what six eight months mm-hmm. where it was like hey so where are you from tell me about yourself yeah and i came home that day and i was like said to my wife i was like i think elijah wood and i are like best friends right yeah. now <laughs> he's telling me the story of his baby being born he's telling oh me like God. he was talking about being in back to the future too like we we're talking about everything yeah. he's like tell me about your wife tell me your story who are you oh he's like God. you live in this area this is the pizza place to go to we were so starved of like human interaction yes. at that point yes. oh that's such a great it story. was really fun I I have met him a couple of times and he seems very, very nice yes. and just like a normal, but like, I always think of him in that movie Sin City where mm. he had those weird eyes and then he yeah. gets like the, his arms and legs cut off and I can't see him. I can also see him as Frodo, but <laughs> yeah. two, two things, two versions of a person can exist at the same time, which leads me to discuss the two versions of Abraham Lincoln oh, that we have. Good okay? transition. Great segue it. from me. Uh, Another win mm-hmm. in the books. Mm-hmm. So... I got to tell you guys, I don't know a lot about American history. I love it. So you tell me, 
how realistic was this? This is all true. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> yeah, no, we were watching it. I Scott was actually down to watch this one. Yes. So we always talk on the podcast. Like Scott is always like, I'm not doing your fucking homework with you. You know, like he doesn't want to watch them. He actually was down to watch Glory, mm. which was a David Will- William Rogers pick. Longest movie of my yeah. life. Um <laughs> But this one, he was like, let's do it. So good. And then I was like, things were happening. And I kept pausing it and being like, well, is that? Because it's like, it's a funny film because it's like, you can tell certain things are real. Like his real wife was named Mary Todd. He really had a son who died, Willie. Right. Um, So how, who's to say whether they, the vampire part was true. So I just had to keep checking in. I mean, in the movie, it says that it's his diary, right? right? It's his secret diary. So right. who's to say, but there are, I actually found myself Googling along and I don't know if you did this, David. Mm. Uh, I found myself Googling along in the movie, right? So his mother did die when he was nine. It's true. Um, and Will, William is a real character. And, his son. Uh, his son and his friend. Oh, that's right. Steed. Uh, Will Johnson Speed. and Speed, but yeah. also Anthony Mackie. Can we talk about that for a second? Anthony Mackie's character was also a real person. Okay. Was, was his valet or valet. Okay. So they used enough touchstones to ground it in reality. And then, of course, at the very end, he's like, I'm off to the theater. And it's like, done, done, done. We knew, know what's going to happen to you. Um, John Wilkes Booth. That's like the only part of American history that I know that right. he was shot in a theater, right. enjoying probably a performance of, uh, of Mice oh, and Men. Mice and Men. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. he was killed. Um, but, David, did you know a lot about this period? Because we did just do some Civil War stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, the main thing that stuck out to me, though, is if his mom really put that seed in his head to say, like, all people should be free. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when they got in that altercation by the water, she says that when that guy's whipping both kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like, did he, was he was that in his mind early on? And that carried through his life or did he see that make that decision as he grew up? So that kind of interests me. Mm. Yes. And I did. I was texting David um, a little bit through this because I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah. So because they kind of changed it so that like, well, it wasn't the white people that killed the natives. It was the vampires. Did you pick up on that? That's a good point. Yeah. They had been there um, in that country for a while. Right. And as they killed settlers, they killed the Native Americans. And then then the reason it was like, you know, feast and famine. Once they had this opportunity to use slavery for their blood loss. They're basically like, they're treating them like cattle to like, to eat them. Yeah. To raise them, kill them and make money off of. So this is, this is how David Rogers and I communicate during the week when we're not recording. I just texted him. uh, It wasn't me. The white person killed the natives and enslaved POC. It was the vampires. Where? And I said, like, shut up and take your lumps, you racist white fucks. Cause that was like, you know, (laughs) coming through. And then David texts me back. They want to rewrite the narrative and throw the hardworking vampire community under the bus the same bus they made us sit in the back of so that's how we we try not to discuss the movies ahead of time but we do love to riff and i would love to know if that stuck out to you guys because i i found myself not being able to fully enjoy it a because i'm a wuss and i was like this is scary i started watching at nighttime and i was like fuck this i'm watching it in the daytime but do you feel like there was a little bit of that like blame shifting or do you think they handled it like well i i think it was a little bit you know being a a black guy (laughs) like feeling that a little bit and um 
it was kind of like they had to do it for the movie yeah for the narrative of it and to move that story along to make the vampires a villain but then dominic cooper's character henry uh, sturges like he was kind of like a good vampire but at the same time he was he didn't want slavery to end because he he said that if they ended slavery that the vampires were going to come north and kill everybody else and that was a way to contain them mm-hmm. so it's just like oh so fuck us and yeah. fuck black people and he and he said that abraham lincoln's character is like so you get to like decide who anthony lives Mackey's, in- oh it was anthony yeah. Mackey's. yes he says you get to de- decide who lives and who dies yeah mm-hmm. but also i really felt like a little bit white savior complex where honest abe comes in with his axe which i yes. was like <laughs> which that part's actually true so he, he was, was good at axing. he was a rail speed. he was good at axing <laughs> he was good at axing <laughs> i don't know what the correct time well, is and what a great montage right when he's training we love a good montage yeah on this podcast that training yeah he's flipping around and he's catching it and he's just he can bust through a whole tree with In one, one axe. Only, if he's, only if he by gets using real his truth and honesty, yeah. right? He gets real That's, upset. What was that? I wrote that line down where he was like, it's not pride, uh, it's truth, which was such like an honest Abe joke. Okay, because yeah, so he was known as honest Abe, right? Like he was a very truthful guy um i was like scott is this the one with the teeth that it turns out they were slave teeth and he's like no that was a different one i was like okay cool because that you do you know about this david are you talking about george washington yeah Yeah. so they he had wooden teeth also they said and now historians are like no he didn't have wooden teeth he had human teeth that he took from the slaves which is yeah and do you think he was just walking around his plantation looking for like a good canine and then two good front teeth Picking out like a slight smile yeah, <laughs> to yeah. see which ones he wanted to put together. Just like one by one, or was he like looking for the full package? Like right. I wonder. So we were taught we were talking about how uh like the white savior complex, right? Yes. And the narrative, like you were saying, was George Washington, did he have wooden teeth or did he really have slave teeth? Right. So some of the stuff's being brought up and rewritten. And I think it's important because we talked about this during Glory. Are they they're kind of taking a hard look at Abraham Lincoln nowadays, too? Mm-hmm. And it's like, was he really an abolitionist? Did he only do it to win the war? Did mm-hmm. he really have that in and his heart that he even, wanted slaves? Even, that, to be free? even the like proclamation or whatever, I was digging in into it it wasn't freeing all of the slaves it was freeing the slaves that were already that were in the northern south the, in any it yeah yeah or the, any states that went against right he i don't he i don't the, fully the, understand he freed that. the southern he freed the southern states that um slaves in those states that do you were know more things about history salsa i don't know that part it's funny though because i to what you said about like the white savior or the the vampires are, are oh is the vampires not the white people i wrote that the white men are the vampires sucking the blood out of the land literally um that, because call. all of the vampires are white mm-hmm. uh and so i thought that there was kind of an, that was the thing that i was kind of thinking about as all europeans it. Yeah. well yeah yeah so like the like well, black people like you couldn't turn us you know what i mean like we weren't valid enough to become vamps That's, well, that, it, that makes me more upset i don't know right and like there's the the whole time i'm going wait what are the vampire rules because there's like people mm-hmm. walking around in, in the, the daytime day, yeah with, with just sunglasses on and, so. yeah yeah. It's a little different than other vampire movies, right? Yeah, and there was uh, when they do the flashback of of Henry Dominic Cooper's character, he bites into the girlfriend of his and says, and she dies, and he says her heart was pure, so and she yours died. Wasn't. Yours wasn't. 
Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. So the I, rules are not clear. You right. have to set out the rules. Um, speaking of revisionist history and looking at Abraham Lincoln, I did type in something like Abraham Lincoln's assassination, and underneath like news articles, a wonderful Fox News article oh, no. came up from a month ago. And here's the title, guys: Was Abraham Lincoln's assassination history's most erigious? I don't know how to say this word. E g r e g i o u s. I egregious. Two, egregious egregious yeah. i have two english degrees by the way but they are from australia yeah. so they're upside down um was <laughs> abraham lincoln's assassination history's most egregious fake news cover-up so this article basically says and by the way i love that they say this they say that independent researcher whoever whoever paul mellon um yeah basically has this theory that he didn't really get murdered and um he has a book called who really shot abraham lincoln and i didn't buy it obviously but i clicked on it and i was like i can almost guarantee where this is going yeah it was to stir up and he because he became a martyr right it was the progressive media yeah yeah, the, the fucking liberals, those woke fucking liberals. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that to me, that doesn't make sense. And we did talk about this a little bit in Gloria as well. If he would have stayed alive, there might have been more progress. Instead, we talked, we were talked about how with him dying, that led to uh, southern states going into like Jim Crow. Mm. Right. And and all that stuff and having that southern pride. So who knows if he was still alive, he may have really mended that relationship and black people wouldn't have been struggling that much immediately after or slavery was illegal. Right. Turned into a shitty old man and undid all his good legacy. We don't know. Right. He could have been like, I think all lives matter. And then we would have been like, <laughs> fuck you, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> you dumb dick. Well, I did, I did read something uh, about how the, the emancipation proclamation, or at least the push to free the slaves was, and to, it was a political move because if England would have recognized the South as its own country mm. and might have sided with the South, and if that had happened, then the North never would have won. Interesting. And a lot of the Southern states are where a lot of the food grows. Yeah. So that's not great. You yeah. don't want to, that's why no one wants California to like separate, even though Oregon and California and Hawaii and like Washington were like, you know what? We can just do, we can just do yeah. our own thing over yeah, here. Yeah, California is big enough to be its own. Country. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the slavery thing, I, it was a little bit heavy handed in this film, let's say specifically, especially like you said, David, with the mom being like, I think all people are created equal. And then he has this friend and he's like, from the get go, he's pretty like seems pretty progressive, I suppose. And I just feel like if we really look at, obviously like that wasn't the most unrealistic part of this film. There were other elements that were, <laughs> you know, questionable. Yeah. Um, maybe the vampires, I don't know. But yeah, I just felt like, was he really, you know, that true of heart or whatever? Or was he a product yeah. of his time? Like you said, was but it he could have, right? Maybe? Like if yeah. I don't and, know him. And, that, and to me that, well, he's probably a vampire now, so maybe we can find mm. him. But if if it was that route and he did feel that way growing up and mm -hmm. he just had to be really meticulous and knew that it was going to be a lot of hurdles to get over to do what he did. Mm -hmm. And he just had to wait for his time to be able to complete some of those things. So, that, I mean, that would be great if, if that's where his heart was and his mind was the whole yeah, time. His whole career from the stuff that I read, he was always anti-slavery, mm -hmm. but he sort of did the soft peddling of whether 
um, emancipation should happen. Yeah. Or not. Um, because he, he knew he was going to lose votes, right? He, we don't yeah. want he, kids in cages. Yeah, right. But, are we, are we going to let the kids out of the cages? Well, it's a complicated issue. So the platform he ran on um, was any new state in the country, slavery was going to be illegal mm. and that the South could keep slavery going at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and that's one of the main things he became president. Uh, all these new territories just couldn't have slavery. So he was if like not rocking the boat too yeah, much. If, in the you're, southern if states. you're doing your thing in the South, you can do it. But also um, in the South, even during the Civil War, like uh, the actual slave trade was illegal at the time. Huh. But slavery was legal. Yeah. So that's you know one of the reasons Lincoln became president is because he had those views and he let the South kept doing their thing at that time. Hmm. You can't sell drugs, but if you have drugs, it's It's the Pulp Fiction quote. Decriminalization. It's like like to have slaves. You just can't. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like (laughs) grandfathering in slavery. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Which is some of like the bigger families that made a ton of money. The vampires over there just huffing (laughs) slave blood. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a. It's not illegal. Free basing. Yeah, it's not illegal. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this period of history is like sort of so fascinating because it was so tumultuous, and maybe it's just top of mind because we did just do like a really big civil war uh, movie. They don't really go into the war so much. There's a couple of scenes which are very freaky when they're standing facing this. I guess it's the Southern Army, the Confederates. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're shooting and nobody's falling. And then this one guy's like standing there and then they kind of all disappear and he looks behind him and they're running. And they basically, again, we don't know the rules of these vampires, right. but they can evaporate somehow. And the guy's got like a hole in his chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they so, just left the one guy, which yeah. was weird to me. I was like, really? Like, do, do so a is he dead? Yeah. And I was waiting for him to fall after he realized it, but then he's in the, like the last scene at Gettysburg. Yeah. Maybe more troops. So the so the solution okay so it's 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 a twofer because in the beginning the vampires are coming for people and and Lincoln has to go kill them he gets like these instructions from his friend who knows who they are which we come to find out is da 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 because he's a vampire which I guess immediately I was like mm, yeah this guy this- yeah he was walking around with the shades yeah there's something the going day, on with this guy. like come yeah. on. Yeah, they give us some clues. And then, okay, so he's killing off all these people one by one with his axe, because that is his chosen killing thing, because he's honest Abe and he can cut down a tree with one swing, dipped in silver, right? That's how he kills people. Very, very violent. Not how I would want to go if I was a vampire. And then it turns into, yeah, this civil war thing. So their solution is that they're going to confiscate all the silver, right? And turn it into like bullets and like... I love the realization too. They're like eating and he's like, what are we going to do? He's like, Oh shit, son. I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) They hate silver. He's like, it's as useless as this pork. Oh, I I remember. Let's, uh, they have a major weakness that I literally forgot about for 40 years. So did you see, we've talked about him before, um, his right hand man that, that was in always sunny. Oh yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, the creepy guys is uh, Jimmy is, Simpson. But he's yeah. speed. He's Joshua, speed. uh, yeah. Joshua speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh Jimmy Simpson. And okay. I, it was great to see him. Cause that was way before always sunny. Was it? Okay. Westworld. Yeah, I'm pretty that. sure it was way before. Okay. Well, I, uh, they got a ton of seasons, but yeah, this was 2012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was creepy at first. I really didn't trust him at all because he like side eyes Anthony Mackie's character. You can tell he's like a bit racist and he's a bit like my shop boy, by the way, this is so 1800s. You just show up to a place and you're like, I need a free place to stay. And the guy's like, nah, son, there's none around here. And then he's like, actually, if you take care of my store, you can sleep upstairs. And then the next thing you see is him just giving him the keys. And it's like, how do you know this guy's not going to rub you? Make sure you lock up. Yeah. People were way too trustworthy. And that's how the vampires came in and just fucked shit up. But yeah, so then they figure out the silver thing. And then the last like 10, 15 minutes of the movie is this insane uh, train escapade where they basically are trying. And by the way, I don't know why the president of the United States is solely responsible for getting this silver to the front lines. He's Batman. But it seems like a good use of his time (laughs) and definitely a safe thing to do. So he's on the train with Speed and with Anthony Mackie's Will Johnson's character and they're going and then we think we think that his friend has betrayed him and tells right. him about the train. Yeah, Josh was speed, but yeah. he was riding with them the whole time. It was they a double cross. The vampires. Yeah. So, the, so the vampires try to come and get the train. They kick it up. They're fucking fighting on top of. You gotta have. If you're gonna have a train, you gotta have a scene on the roof where you're fighting people. Like yeah, it's just a rule. It's just a rule. So they're fighting all these people. Um, we haven't even really talked about the main bad guy, Rufus Sewell, as yeah. Adam terrifying king of bad guys king of bad guys he was if you've seen what is it man in the high castle yes. man in the high castle is fantastic there's so a, he's a nazi mm, he's nazi a slave yeah. owner he's a vampire and a father and a father <laughs> he literally probably was born looking like a bad guy from a bond villain his mom yes. was like you're gonna have a great career great career so anyway so they end up on the train and then it turns out done 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 it's actually rocks and then we cut to a scene in the field where Mary Todd and the Underground Railroad, we had to tie in that. Harriet Tubman. Uh, Harriet Tubman. That's yeah. right. She's handing out, she's like, quick, everybody get one piece of silver quickly. And they take it and and then someone tries to fight her and she shoots them in the head with, the, there's a whole there's a whole sidebar about this kid. Yeah, that's the, the one. So just how uh abraham's mom died got bitten on the wrist right while sleeping um one of the other vampires like rufus sowell's number two bit the little kid her son right found out the fam bit him and then yay she took mary todd took the necklace that was silver that the boy used to wear put in a rifle or his pistol and shot that vampire in the head and the little yellow dagger sticking out the top my I had one issue with, with this movie. It was the what? scene. You had one issue? With well, this, this is my biggest one. That yeah. was kind of corny and cheesy to me. It was the chase scene between Abraham Lincoln and then um, Martin, is it Sokus? Jack Bartz, the guy who, mm-hmm. the horse. yeah. When they're jumping around horses, exactly. And they're picking up horses. They're throwing them at each other. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? That is literally how I fought my lost bad guy. I was wondering, I was yeah. going to ask, was that or the train more the the horses was I think the horses were ridiculous. Horse. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. They were jumping across backs, so they're like literally doing, running doing across this, moving animals. Yeah, sidestepping on the backs of horses <laughs> yeah. as they're sprinting, right? All this dust is flying. And then oh. the vampire just stops, picks up a horse, throws it at Abraham Lincoln. He catches the thing basically and falls back. Like that would kill you. That would kill you. <laughs> if you get hit with a horse. 
<laughs> yeah, my vampire. You. That's gonna kill you, Abe. I don't care yeah. how strong you are, how many push-ups you're doing, how many axe chops. He's young. This Abraham Lincoln was definitely in good shape. A thousand-pound horse is gonna crush you. And yeah. then also about okay, so I the the makeup was really good in this. It added to it, but they weren't really doing giving us info on the time. So like Abraham was working the shop one day. And then all of a sudden he's got a he's a little beard. Then he's got the hat with a big ass beard. Now he's, he's a got lawyer, like something yeah. on his nose. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So they just were like jumping ahead. And I'm like, dude, like is he how much is he aging? What's what's the time period? Right. And they and they so. jumped around at such erratic times. Like he's a little kid, and then he's like clearly some kind of teenager or like 20-year-old. Yeah. And then the next thing is like he's like 30. And then the next thing he's got like a four-year-old and yeah, he's like 60. Yeah. Like yeah. It's old as shit. And his wife is yeah. old too. I'm like, yo, she yeah. was not pushing out baby. Like the medical <laughs> yeah, system was draw some not headlines good. on her. Yeah. 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 But how cool is that with like bearded Lincoln reveal? The walkout. It's great. It's yeah, like the through the t- like this like dark the turning, the turning, and it's like, and it's this image of a man who like Abraham Lincoln's kind of corny, goofy looking. But yeah. they tried to make it look badass. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's like President Bond. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he can pick up a horse and throw it in your fucking face. Don't fucks with him, right, David? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, no, yes. you raise a good point. I think some of the VFX in this, if I may say, was not top tier. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much the budget was for this film. Usually you tell me these things, Rogers. Um, but Fine. Oh. I feel like the vampires, I will say, listen, I'm a big fat wuss. Everybody knows that that listens to the podcast because I just, I don't know, I'm scared of life and my life is stressful. So I don't always like gravitate towards horror films. And I will say I Googled ahead of time because I always have to Google like how scary is this movie just so I can like ramp myself up. And it was like the VFX is pretty corny so you won't be like terrified and i was like it's it's not that corny and then the first couple of jump scares are a bit scary with the teeth and then after that it does kind of dissolve devolve i should say like the the horse thing the horse thing is when they're on the train when he's chopping down the the tree then the tree like yeah the horse thing and that to me felt very graphic novel comic yeah like there's in that first thing with Bart's where they're fighting um, and he throws, or I guess Henry shows up and throws Bart's or Bart's throws Henry mm, up the wall. The and it's like, and it's like yeah, yeah. So there's like this weird kind of comic You're right. thing, slow-mo. I kind of wish they made it more graphic novelly though, like with a, not like a kapow, but like, like really jumped all in. Yeah, yeah. Like a bit more like Scott Pilgrim, which I think this went on to inspire uh, someone that was like involved with Scott Pilgrim. To me, that's more of a stylistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what we were missing in this film. This budget bit. was like uh, just under 70 million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money Jesus. for, especially 20, 2012, 2012. Yeah. Tim Burton was one of the producers. Damn. Of yeah. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. And, some of the stuff I saw online, or actually, I, I have the DVD. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Because uh, I think it's the. It, I was very disappointed it didn't win Best Documentary in 2020. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first. Yeah. But um, uh, they apparently the idea for the when when the writer the book writer was pitching the book, uh, they also said, "What do you think of it as a movie?" So he kind of wrote both of them at a kind of cinematic. Same time. Yeah, because the book came out in 2010, and this was mm-hmm. made in this released in 2012. Yeah, and the, so. uh, the 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 novelist had written Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies before, mm. and when he was touring with uh, like to bookstores to promote the book, uh, he said that 
it was the 200th year of Abraham Lincoln's birth. And he was at every bookstore he went to, there was a Abraham Lincoln section and a Twilight section because that was like the height of Twilight. And that's how he came up with the idea. Okay. I, I see how it all came together. I like that. Yeah. I, think I, I, I think mean, I it have... made 116 million, so they okay. made some money on it. Yeah. I yeah. have read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, the book, I think. I'm a big Pride and Prejudice nut, but I do think it's fun when you take, you know, I, I mean, it's just funny, like the, the, over the last few months, Scott and I have been watching a lot of revisionist history type stuff. So like we've been watching um, For All Mankind, which is poses the question, it's an Apple show. It's like, what if the Russians beat the Americans right. to the moon? And it's not like a crazy different world. Obviously, this is a little different, yeah. but it's like, what if? And it's it's the same with like Man in the High yeah. Castle. Like, what would happen if Germany won? Yeah. You know, and I I feel like it's so... Oh, there's that other movie that came out that I need to watch, which is like, what if the Beatles didn't exist? And that right. guy yes, time travels and he can remember all the songs. Mm. I love shit like that. It's such a simple question that just sparks off like so much creativity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one did have me going like... No, <laughs> I mean it's 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 crap, right? But it's it's, it's, it's fun. It, it's popcorn. It's yeah, popcorn. yeah. It's a specific audience, I think. Their graphic novel audience that yeah. that they're kind of going for, and then I kind of wonder what the conversation was like. How many times was this script rewritten? It's like, all right, yeah, this really touches on your graphic novel, but we got to do the screenplay a little bit more for the general audience, mm. so yeah. we can sell this thing, and then where they landed. In between there. Apparently the graphic novel doesn't have Rufus Sewell's character, Adam. It's just a bunch of different vampires. Okay. And so they kind of amalgamated them to one big bad. I think think having one big bad guy is good. Yeah. Especially because, yeah, throughout history, it's like, oh, what's he been doing? But do they really answer the question at the end of what happens to the vampires? They don't really. Right. They don't really. They're still rolling. I, who did you like better? This may be a hot take, but I like Jack Bartz a little bit better as a villain as a bad in guy? this movie yeah. than Adam. I liked him as a Just, bad guy. He yeah, not- I think he's a great actor. I'm not saying he's a better actor than Rufus. No. I think they're both really good, but just like the way he carries himself and well, kind of like also, slow, confident and evil. I think you know it, I mean? as a bad guy, he had more investment emotionally with our lead character, which is always going to make a more interesting mm-hmm. bad guy. Like yeah. with Adam's character, he kind of comes in and he's just like the overall bad vampire yeah. man, like yeah. God type guy. Bots, like he knew the family. And there's even a line, I think at the beginning where he's like, well, you can give me the rest of your money right now. Like essentially his dad owes him yeah. debt. So yeah. of course, then he kind of takes something else, which is his mother's life. So I think that's also part of the reason you feel that way, David. Yeah. It's like, there's like, from an audience perspective, a more deeply like rooted hatred there where we're like, and then the bad guy, eh, we kind of feel bad about Adam. Like he killed what's his face, his fiance. Or but you also could have gave more history on yeah. like he, he gives the, yeah, I've been, I've seen this happen. I've seen that happen. But if this movie, yeah. you know, another 10 minutes where you're getting more into uh, Adam's character, like what did he do? um that whole time or like you could have ended it to your point what happened to the vampires like if you're just making up vampire rules on the spot once that father papa vampire dies like everybody who he turned like died also died like, that would have yeah. been a cool scene at the end yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that because they had that i actually thought that would be the case because there was henry trying to stab him mm. and it was like oh you can't hurt can't me. kill you if, yeah yeah that was, it was yeah, like, it's like one one rule god made is yeah vampires yeah. can't kill vampires 
It's interesting because watching the extras, there was information that was kind of backstory interesting of like this idea of vampires were in Europe, but they were mm. sort of being persecuted and the idea of coming to America, which was lawless mm. and and the accountability of like killing a slave, like, oh, there wasn't red tape for that murder. Mm. Um, there's like in the backstory, they're sort of talking about that stuff. And, and what's um, what's interesting about like the extras and the making of stuff is how serious they all were. Oh my God. They all were like, they all, all of them were like, we accept the premise. Abraham Lincoln was a vampire. (laughs) And they're like, and we're making it seriously. I mean, I guess that's how you have to do it. You show up to work. We are making fucking gold. Otherwise you'd be like, I'm not going to jump in. The final product's not going to come out that way. If you don't Mm -hmm. have that mindset. How would you not laugh every take with certain <laughs> jokes? Honestly, when he's like jokes. four score and seventeen vampires ago, because <laughs> they're they're method acting, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're living it, man. <laughs> Just some of the the people, the like. I mean, for me, this like this is crazy. But like, when all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, here's Harriet Tubman," I was like, "Oh, do all historical figures know each other?" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They just yes, rolled they up. Do. Harry was like, hey, I got you. <laughs> We've been doing this for a minute. And then again, Mary Todd, like, look at the white savior stepping yes. out. So they're in mm-hmm. the forest and she's walking and this this female vampire confronts her. I forget her name. Went, but, yeah. Vidona or yeah. something. Yeah. And then she's like, and then she's and then the white woman steps forward all brave because, you know, white women are fucking the best. I don't think so at that point. She, uh, Mary Todd put her hood up because she didn't yeah. want to get noticed. Oh, because okay. that vampire's that vampire's the one that killed her son. Uh, so she knew. I, see, I read that. that as she, okay, so I read that as Harriet she Tubman like was like talking first, mm-hmm. and then she was there like, was a noise. "Oh shit!" Oh, and then well, they heard and the train. Then and Dominic then Cooper's like, like, "Let's get to the even. train. We got to train to catch." Because we're vampires yeah, that can't evaporate, so we better go now because <laughs> there's no rules here. We yeah. can't evaporate yeah. over there. Also, how good was the line? Like, how ridiculously silly and good was the line when all the rocks when it's all rocks and rufus sewell's like where's the silver and i think it's speed says this isn't the only railroad oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the underground there's, a, there's another one yeah yeah so that, that was interesting <sighs> but uh like you were saying david it, it does interest me too paris and i did the uh interview with the vampire right yes, oh, Brad yes. Pitt. which takes Tom place Cruise. in new orleans in the, in new orleans. Yeah. and they talk about um brad pitt's family was a predominant uh plantation right oh. and then they talk about the older vampires antonio banderas and i think that was in England, wasn't it, Paris? Or France? Or there France. was somewhere. Yeah, and they Definitely came. Europe. Like other yeah. ones came over. Yeah, yeah. For like a new life. So it's interesting that um, yeah, this idea a lot of these of movies. Like, yeah, yeah, the new blood, and mm-hmm. I mean, and you could kind of get a sense of it too. Like uh, this movie is not great, you know, for right. historical representation, but like they do kind of wink to the fact that yes, like eighteen hundreds. America was probably extremely lawless and extremely dangerous and fucked up. I'm not saying that Europe wasn't because right. we were all going through the same amount of medical, you know, breakthroughs and whatever. But I think with Europe, you know, there was a society there more. There was like, uh, at least I'm sure, definitely it was slavery, but it was like much more like of a regulated system. It feels like that, you know, they have the monarchy, they have class systems in America. It was very much like not that, which is yeah. why America appealed to so many people, I think. But, uh, yeah. Is it, 
Yeah. Some people. Some people. <laughs> Some people who came here by choice. Um, this is something I wanted to bring up. So, and I, I've heard this through multiple history teachers, but they mentioned, oh, this is what Dominic Cooper, uh, sorry, not Dominic Cooper, but Rufus um, Adams' character was saying through his like hundreds of years of being on earth. I've seen really bad things happen to really like people, humans doing things to each other. And he says that I've seen Africans sell their people into mm-hmm. slavery, which one of my history teachers, you know, this was a while ago since I was in school, but that did happen. But mm-hmm. Like people just say that and then they run with that talking point. Well, Africans were selling. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a majority of what happened was when African tribes fought each other, the losing side would often been brought into their tribe. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were they're brought into their community and made part of their community. Mm-hmm. Right. They weren't um, <laughs> they didn't have to do free labor and or shit on like that. They were seen as like equals. They're brought into their own tribes and became part of that tribe, basically. Right. So it seems that, very convenient to latch onto that. Right. Se- you know, mm-hmm. sentiment and be like, well, like, well Africans sold, uh, but they didn't know probably that you were chaining them up side by side on this huge voyage, which some died on the travel over there. Yeah. And then for generations, what you're going to do to them and their families. Right. So it's, it's like when people say black on black crime will use that buzzword and i'm yeah. like it's just guys it's just crimes well and for for some people it only takes like it only takes it to happen once for it then to become yeah they try to make it, it, it whoever they are it makes it yeah. As normal yeah yeah right so uh, what about yeah. the what uh, the, the what about isms we love it's frustrating yeah i've i've had friends say well what about chicago when we're talking about like uh people like black it wasn't even that it was people speaking up against police brutality mm-hmm. and then they just point to chicago and like kids you know in gun violence and it's like mm-hmm. well those are two different things first of all and secondly, um, do you know any black people? How do you know we don't care about these things and we don't talk about these issues in those communities? So it's just it can be frustrating some yes. of these conversations. What about is never a way to a winning argument? No, it is a excuse or a it is a justification for yeah. your own flaws. Well put. Yeah, I, and I think people just need to listen to one another, and it's like okay. That is a part of, like, there's just, the thing is, there's so many parts of history. And like, while that may be true, the fact that this happened, like, you know, Africans were selling Africans. What is also true is that like white people in America also fucking raped and pillaged and murdered and treated people like shit. And, you know, one is not worse or better than the, you know, like those two. Okay, great. Like those two things exist in the same Mm, history period. Um, Just like vampires. Just like vampires. (laughs) They never taught you that in Australia. They didn't. And also they didn't teach me that you could fully stand on someone's top hat and it could like fully American hold made. the way American <laughs> made the weight of a human woman. Yeah, they just don't make them like they used yeah, to, they you know, like- <laughs> they shipped, they shipped everything overseas. You'll, you'll fall right through. I was like, now. how heavy is that hat on his head? Is that why he was always going to like hunched over in all the pictures yeah, I see? Probably. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Mary Todd or like the, wi- I mean, there's her. Yeah. The bad- Great question. As a woman, not a great showing of women. Harriet Tubman is probably in this movie for a minute, 20 seconds. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And she's an amazing historical figure. And to be completely honest with you, I would like to see this movie remade from her, like actually having to dodge vampires. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't have an ax. She was just trying to get her people out. Um, Yeah. I mean, what I read about Mary Todd is that she wasn't wildly popular. She was considered very frivolous. Mm -hmm. I did obviously feel for her when she lost her child. She lost 
her mind a little bit. Um, well, and in real life, she was put into an insane asylum. Oh, I did I not know that. that. Her, her oldest son put her in an insane asylum. And those insane asylums were just absolutely great back in the day. Yes. Like they treated you five star perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Especially that's great. If you're, if you're a woman and hysterical because of yeah. like, I don't know, tragic things that happened in your yeah. life, like your, your husband. Better, better than, what the, uh, than what the Kennedys did to one of their daughters. What'd they do to they, one of them? Uh, they gave a lobotomy to one of their daughters and put her in a home in Whitewater, Wisconsin, because it was bad politically to have a mentally ill child. So much. Yeah. OK, good. So good decisions all around. <laughs> uh, good times for women and people of color. Good, yeah. good, good. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, good, I, good, good. I would will be honest and say, like, David and I talk about the, a lot of these different movies. Yeah, I wouldn't call this. I couldn't say that any of the women have really had conversations with each other about anything meaningful. So I don't think it probably yeah. passes the Beckdale test. Um, yeah. And I also, yeah, I mean, I kind of liked the mean vampire lady, but we never really understood Didn't her get motivation. Much of her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was some, like a movie like this, you kind of expect to be like gratuitous. Yeah. There was a little bit of that. There was the girl in the tub with, with the boobies with Henry. And then when, Oh, this know, naked girl, I totally forgot about the banging. The, yeah. The banging. Very unnecessary. The naked dead girl. Yeah. In, on the dock or whatever. Yeah. Like dinner for Bart's. Yeah. We're like, what is this? A movie from the eighties where they yeah. just needed titties at yeah. some point. Um, yeah. Okay, so what did you guys watch this on? Because I don't think I saw titties. Ooh, did you I, actually see titties, or did you just see? I didn't see the bathtub. I don't remember seeing uh, the bathtub. I don't titties. know if you see yeah, her bathtub. back was to the door. Yeah. But you definitely see the out, dead girl boobies. But dead girl boobies. Yeah, at the well, dead girl boobies. That's are they boobies? A dead boob is a dead, dead. boob. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my There's no Lord. life to them titties. Oh my God. Cold. <laughs> Those aren't moving at God. all. Uh, yeah, but, but I asked. The bathtub scene was also not like necessary. You right. know? It was just like the fake out for Abraham to be like, oh, I need to save a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I watched this on Amazon Prime and it had commercials, which I had never witnessed mm. before. Oh. Didn't know they were doing that. I so saw, it was like a free version or the $4 yeah, version. I, like, it was, I went for the $4 version. version. I was like, I'm yeah, not doing it this says, that. Well, it's, it's, it still said rated R. So I was like, I'm going to give this a couple minutes and see if they like changed lines or anything, which they didn't. Um, so I was just curious how you guys viewed it. I was also like, cause uh, you know, whenever we talk about like what movies we're going to do, we always like Google ahead of time. Like, is this going to be a paid one? Cause right. probably David and I spent you know, quite a bit of money, uh, either going to the movies or like watching movies on streaming. And you'd think like we, between the two of us, we have like every fucking streaming platform there is. Yeah. And so when I saw that it was free on Amazon, I'm great. I go to it. And I'm like free on Amazon with ads. Like that's not even free. <laughs> what are you, what, is that what we're doing now? We are doing a common yeah. basic yeah. of Amazon. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, did you want to choose not to have commercials? And I'm like, like, well, like My sorry. wife and I watched a movie where it did that. And it was like in Bruges or something like oh, that. Lord. It was like something that had like a little darkness and a little drama in it. And the commercials were so poorly done. Oh my God. Uh, Oh no! See that that yeah that can't really happen. So do you did you watch this one, David, on the Prime ads version? So I have like the he has DVD, the DVD, the He's a super oh, fan. and the extras. Yeah, yeah. So what this one didn't take this didn't take me out of the story. Like something a little more dramatic, I think, and suspenseful. Yeah, I would. I probably would have 
probably wouldn't have went this route, but I was yeah. curious because I'd never seen the Amazon Prime ad thing. Like, but yeah, Lori, I was like, you know, 10, like, 10, 12 seconds yeah. here and there, some ad about some. Do you love thing. your yeah. Pantene Pro V? Yeah. And you're like, I just need yeah. to watch this. I'm just, well, yeah, Abraham just had his shirt off. What are you yeah. guys yeah. doing to me? <laughs> yeah. Are you having trouble manscaping? Yeah. <laughs> Abraham's like, See, that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. There you go. Uh, I also found out, okay, sorry, we're jumping all over the place, but I found out that Abraham Lincoln and Mary Todd had four children, mm -hmm. one of which, I guess the one that put her in the mental asylum, um, was the only one that lived to adulthood. So they all died pretty young. In this movie, we only get little Willie right. who gets bitten. So three of her kids die young and her husband gets his brains blown out in front of him, allegedly. Yeah. And, and uh, she's gone crazy. <laughs> who she's fucking crazy. why? Uh, I don't know, mom. Uh, You're just too she much. She just can't handle the pressure. I'm going to put you in this white, yeah. crazy house up on the hill and you have a good time. Mm -hmm. Apparently. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. The thing I read said, though, that that son had presidential aspirations, but putting his mom into a, a sane asylum killed those. those yeah, just the like her daddy. OK, killed. so that's the opposite of the Kennedys Yeah, because they wanted her, their daughter out of politics and out of the public eye. Yeah. But it, it went against Abraham Jr.'s. I don't know his name, but I'm calling right. him calling him Jr. Uh, can I can I tell you guys a funny Abraham yes, in my life story? So at the very beginning, I laughed a little bit. At the very beginning, there's like a Bible quote mm. um, about Abraham. It's like I give you this nation, uh, but I giggled because I was raised Catholic, mm. and when I was in the third, fourth grade, we would go to these Sunday catechism classes, mm -hmm. and we're learning about Abraham and Isaac and all of this stuff in the Bible, and the teachers are teaching us that, and they go, and that's you know what Isaac did, and I, and then I, in my nine year old brain, go, don't forget. Also freed the slaves. Oh my god! And the lady's she was like, like, "What?" And I go, "I literally, I go, hello, 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln." Yeah, <laughs> and they were the same. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, "You That's are expelled hilarious. from the Catholic Church." <laughs> Only Abraham that ever existed, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I asked Scott if he, I asked Scott if he knew which number president Abraham Lincoln was. And he said 13. And I said, you would not get your citizenship if you were me and you had to go to the test. You, they, they're going to take your citizenship. They're going to give it to me. So, yeah, I think I only know G dubs, George Washington is one. And then Abe is 16. I don't think I can name any other ones except for maybe it was Obama 44. Uh-huh. But John right. Adams was two. Thomas Jefferson was three. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. need. See, I don't gonna, know. I, I, I couldn't place like all a, those. Those are guys just wigs. Yeah. Guys with wigs that I, I don't know which Hamilton, order they Hamilton gets you to like four, I think. I think Madison was four. I know ah. John Quincy Adams was six. I do love me some Hamilton. I always sing, mm -hmm. I want to be in the room where it happened when mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself about the industry mm -hmm. and how I want to be in the room. But um, we're going to need some kind of like, so my brother and I used to know all the periodic table elements. So I feel like I need something that's like hydrogen, helium, yeah. lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, but it's like Washington, Adams, fuckface, <laughs> Abraham, yeah. this guy, and then Obama. Miller and that's Fillmore. how we do democracy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. White guys, black yeah. guy, white guys. Yeah. <laughs> Every 44th president <laughs> will be a minority or a woman. Minority or a woman. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got so it. you guys, you guys as women have a lot of time left before mm. you get one in the office. Good. There's like, a, Good. There's like a Simpsons episode where they were like, it was like, uh, Equality, a gay president by 2100. And they're like, really? And the guy goes, we're just being realistic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I love this country and I choose to be here every single day. We so love you, America. Thank you. I mean, I, I love America. I forgot who said this, but it's like, yeah, be, you know, you could have your criticisms of it, like while you're in country, because we live here. We experience mm-hmm. this, but then like you go some other country, it's like, hey man, don't start, don't talk shit about about the U.S. You as you an know? American? Oh, you mean other yeah? People? Okay, because yeah, yeah, me I as mean, American. Recently being, like, I'm in not Europe, gonna go. People are like, the fuck would you choose to live in yeah. America for? Like, not in a mean way. Like, LA is obviously different, and everyone I talk to that's yeah. in the business is like, oh yeah, of course, I'd love to live in sunny California. But yeah, it's just funny. Like Americans are like, my freedoms, my flag, my eagles, and then you go with season. They're like, we have six weeks of uh, mental health care if you need to go to a spa in <laughs> and Germany. Also, and also freedom. Yeah, and yeah, also freedom. That's what I tell some people like when I first went backpack. I'm like, you guys know other countries also do the free thing. Yeah. Like they could get out and just walk around and go find a job they want. And I remember <laughs> I re- my brother's a really sarcastic guy and he's a massive fan of the podcast. So, Hey Kipling shout out. He told me David that he re listens to old episodes when he's waiting for new episodes to come out. Cause Oh, wow. Number one just, fan. We're going to have to send him some swag. Yeah, yeah. We have to, he's the one that sent. we did a thanks killing and he loved the podcast and he found three thanks killing shirts online somewhere. And he sent them one for David, one for me and one for Scott, which is oh, very sweet. Um, but I was going to say Kipling and I'll never forget. We went to America together for the first time. We went to New York with my dad and we were on some kind of like terrible, you know, tour bus type thing. And this fat ass, bus driver like stops the bus and he's like i'm not gonna go until every single person is holding on to something or sitting down blah 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 and my brother just turns to me with the shit-eating grin he goes freedom because like (laughs) (laughs) it should be my fucking choice if i want to go through the windscreen um yeah yeah. that's funny so (laughs) freedom isn't free yeah that's interesting because my parents are book 45 and they and they are just like as immigrants they're like they hold on to everything with them. Like they're very right and right wing mm. uh, in the sense of like, oh, we did it right. We did this. And oh, it gave us opportunity. And they're Portuguese, right? They're Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's just so interesting, that kind of thing of. So am I first gen because I moved here? No, I think your kids would be first My gen. kids will be first, except they won't because they'll probably have an American husband. So, can, yeah. so they're half. They'll be half. They'll be half halves. There'll be point five gen. Yeah, 0.5 gen. And they'll be talking about their immigrant experience. And my mom made me eat Vegemite sandwiches on the weekends. And we had to watch the (laughs) Australian comedy. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, we've totally derailed the conversation. But... Abraham, These are the good ones. Abraham Lincoln, know? Vampire Hunter. Uh, definitely think it's worth a watch just because it's a, it's a crazy one. I do want to get to us yeah. giving a shout out yes. and deciding whether this is age like milk or not. But before we do that, I think we should ask David Salsa if people want to connect with you because you have these incredible... Um, you know, this incredible history of work. Like they probably big fans out there that have just been dying to find like your Instagram and your Twitter. Oh, right. How can people, or, if, or, or plug, uh, plug the yeah, your classes. Yeah. You teach yeah. So I just, just for me, I'll just, I'll give you, I'll give you a little, 
little umph before you tell where you teach and how people can find you. But it was big for me. I had taken theater classes in Wisconsin, did a repertoire theater after college, uh, wanted to make the jump, wanted to pursue my career here, um, you know, to be in the thick of it. And when I moved out here, I started taking some audition classes and then I was like, okay, these are good. I was moving my way up, started, started with on camera um, drama and then moved it up to like the master class for auditioning. And then I said, I want to be trained in something. I want a foundation. So a friend of mine that was at that studio had gone to another, you know, the Meisner course and he loved it. And I just finished that up like probably three, two, three months ago. I'm in the master class for that now, that Meisner program. And I'm a 10 times better actor and more comfortable um, building characters, all that stuff. So if you are looking to actually pursue an acting career, I would say try to get some sort of training Mm -hmm. or even if you're just auditioning, like go like get on camera Mm -hmm. because just that's, that's working out that muscle. That's like going to the gym. You can do your self tapes and stuff like that. But if you're bouncing ideas off a good acting coach, Mm, um, something like that, watching other actors in class, Mm -hmm. that's big because something might spark for you. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, that's all I have to say. Well, no, I know it's, 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 it's great info because yeah. some people might be, you know, I take writing classes and I, I know that like it costs money to do these things. And oftentimes like a lot of us are just trying to fucking survive and it's mm-hmm. like, ugh, now I got to like pay for this and da, da, da. but I think you're absolutely right, David. Like there is value in having that person that like genuinely cares about your success, your career. Yeah. And especially like if there are certain techniques, I'm not a, acting class aficionado but like it seems like there's different trains of thoughts and how to get into a character and like you were saying about with your auditions david Mm -hmm. like how to find something in the script that nobody else can find like that's the shit that gets you booked like do it all like i'm reading uh i'm reading uh um like a uda hagen book right now and then so i'd love to get your recommendation for like a lee strasberg book because i want to see all you know i want to pick and choose what i like from different methods and incorporate it into what i'm doing I think of I think of acting uh, styles like I think of religion. They're all on the same tree. It's just a little mm. branch here and a little branch there where, you know, they're like, oh, we believe this. We be- yeah. oh, we we use our imagination. Well, we use our past. We use right. our emotional memories. Right. We use our body. Right. We use our voice. Right. It's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and Strasburg's uh, uh, the Lee Strasberg Institute uh, is where I teach. Um, and I, I think I've been teaching there for eight or nine years, Damn, uh, which is crazy. Mm. Um, and David Strasburg. Strasburg, Lee Strasberg's son runs the school. Oh, cool. Um, and, and that's pretty cool. And, and I work with some good. And he put his mom in a mental institution, <laughs> just like Abraham Lincoln did. And he fights and and he, I go on the weekend fight, times. Yeah. Fight yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I teach there and it's, it's a great, it's a great, like, like you were saying, David, it's a great foundational school, especially mm. if you're a newer actor, it's a great place to, to learn and, and get some technique and build some foundation. Um, totally. Otherwise, uh, all my social medias, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, People want to find you. Yeah. If you want to find me, all of my social media is um, at dance, not the dip. Dance, not the dip. Can you figure that out? 
Why is that? I'm not very intelligent. I did not go through the American education system. So so my name is David Salsa. Right. So the dance, not the dip with the chip. Yeah. Because so the joke people used to when they'd be like, oh, your last name is Salsa. They'd go, what are you like the dance or the dip? And so the joke was. That's funny. And you're like both motherfucker. It's both because basically I dated a girl who was like, sometimes you're the dance, but sometimes you're the dip. Um, Both very different vibes. Both very fun for different reasons. So. You're going to want to be able to do both. Yeah. 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 I was the dance at that wedding a couple of weeks. Ago. You were. We all were. I don't think we missed a song. <laughs> no, it we was party. We went hard. Little drunky drunk. Um, and I felt like very star studded in some ways. We had the lead from Arrow there and then the lead from Upload. Upload. And then a few other people that I'm sure were. There was a guy you swore is in a chewing gum commercial. And I think he was actually in that upload show. Oh, okay. I think that's who it was. And then also the guy from Mean Girls that she like the hot guy, oh. Johnny. So we felt very unfamous yeah, at our was, table. Yeah. We were just like the normies that were like, Hello, we. it was more of a Hollywood wedding than I expected. Yeah. Which was really great. My first one, I can't My wait to too. go to more, you know, yeah. star studded events, <laughs> like <laughs> get that CW money, you know, <laughs> get that Amazon money. Um, okay. But it is time for us to shout out someone from the cast or crew. I will go first to give you both a moment to collect okay. your thoughts. I'm going to shout out Patricia Villa Lobos, who was in the special effects department. And I feel like I had to choose her because I kind of shit on the special effects in this movie, but she um, has done a lot of stuff. Actually, she went on from special effects to work in costumes. Uh, So she did costume on Thor Ragnarok. She did costume on Hail Caesar. She did costumes on like X-Men Days of Future Bash. Like she's had such a sick career. I feel like she also has 24 credits in special effects. So she did like Sweet Home, Hansel and Gretel, Witchcraft Hunters, obviously this one that we did Tron. Um, and also she has two credits in the makeup department. So this person is jumping around. So Patricia, we see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. Thank you for your contribution. And sorry for giving you a hard time about, you know, (laughs) um, David Salsa, who Uh do you have? Uh, I'm trying to, find all right back up who david david rogers who do you have all right so because this last name is great i'm gonna say it in a southern accent because that's where the vampires are at so i went with the makeup department and it's robin bochesney and she's in the makeup department great last name robin and she's done makeup on the lone ranger hunger games Transformers, National Treasure, Ooh, fantastic movie. That's a great movie she's, we haven't done. Yeah. Um, it's just, she's got a ton of credits. She's got 71 credits um, in the makeup department, Captain America, Civil War, The Gambler. So she's out here doing her thing. So Robin, here. the vampire uh, makeup was on point mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. and you're doing your thing. So That's we it. see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you, girl um, or guy. Maybe Robin can be a boy's name. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, non-gendered. They. All right. How dare you. Salsa. All right. You I got go. mine. So I'm going to go with the casting director, not because I'm an actor and I want her to, Suck to get me, but um, Mindy Marin, I believe is the, the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But for, yes, it was a big budget, but to get the names that are in this Oh movie, my God. Like, uh, I mean, Benjamin Walker, I'm not super familiar with. No, I actually Dom- looked him up and I was yeah. like, Yeah. Oh. But uh, I think he's 
he actually looked very Lincoln. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a good cast. Yeah, too. but Anthony Mackie. So good. Uh, Dominic Cooper, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Rufus Sewell, Alan Tudyk, uh, Jimmy Simpson. Yeah. Like so many actors that it's just like surprisingly yeah. good casting. And she's done a bunch of stuff like um, uh, um, uh, Mission Impossible 8. Uh was it the missioniest the the missioniest yeah yeah, two great two eight um in that in that sense but uh she's got i'm trying to like go back to her so i can shout out whether she has more stuff that she's done yeah um but she's definitely uh, crazy stupid love which is one of my wife's favorite movies Mm -hmm. terminator dark fate she's got an interesting mix of stuff that's great uh which is really fun the new reacher show which i hear is great i hear that's great too it was great i binged it in a few days it was good yeah, so, uh, and all the way back to Tales from the Crypt in the 90s. <gasps> ah, I used to watch that as a little kid. Yeah. yeah, scary. That's probably where I became afraid of shit. Actually, no, it was definitely Candyman. That's, I could pinpoint it. But, oh, yeah. um, well, mm-hmm. we appreciate her and we see her. Yeah. Thank you for mm-hmm. your contribution. Mm-hmm. But this is the time, my friends, where we must decide if this film has aged like milk, yes or no. Rogers, would you like to go first, my fine yeah. Southern so- Star? So, I'm kind of, I this one was tough for me, mm. right? Because I'm normally super optimist. I love movies just in general. Um, oh my god, this one is tough. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say it didn't. Ooh, age like milk, but it was close for me mm. because it's like a day away from st- turning. You're just like, yeah, just just some of the stuff with like the history and how they tweaked it. But then I was mm. like, all right, I give you the benefit of the doubt because you had to do that to to push this story along. Mm. Um, and then some of the CGI was kind of corny on the uh, like the horseback and then whipping horses at each other. So that was weird. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was saying like, like this is like a a, a horse thrown milk. Um, so a horse close. thrown milk. Got it. <laughs> it's close. It's called, it's like close a milkshake to, up inside that horse. Yeah, it's, it's close to being to being aged. Um, but for now, uh, I'm OK with this because I see what they were trying to do. They went for it. <laughs> and obviously the, the people liked it because uh, it had a good showing. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David Salsa. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm right there with you, David Rogers. Uh, it is <laughs> on the edge. I feel like this was like some powdered milk, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is like this this milk didn't come out of the cow, right? No. Like this is some condensed powder. <laughs> this is some funky milk put in a can and left on a shelf. So I'm gonna say that it it ages like milk, but it was it's locked away somewhere, right? Okay. Like there it, it it's so ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. It's so unconventional. It is it's a it's a total popcorn flick. It is um it, it is it is it's it's not an artsy film, but it is a good time. Mm. It, if you like history and you know history, you can actually grab things and follow. True, it. true. Mm-hmm. If you like comic books or action or th- horror stuff, it has all of that stuff in there. I appreciate that it doesn't go too gratuitous with mm-hmm. certain things like like sexy objectification of women. Um, it's hard to make a movie that has slavery in it. And yeah. You know, it's always going to be hard, but like, I appreciate the N word wasn't being thrown around. Like true. This movie. <laughs> yeah. um, they did have that going you know, for it. That's um, true. 
<laughs> and um, and so I'm going to say that it, it does age. Uh, it ages like some condensed milk. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that it, yeah, it was <laughs> a frilly ass milk that just... Oh, I don't even know how to begin. <laughs> I don't know about this movie. I the whole time I was like, this one was tough. So I was like, uh, this is a milk that has passed through the veins of one of the slaves on the thing, and then the guy drinks it, and then he gets killed with a bullet in his eye. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just find, yeah, they weren't, the, for me, it's like, there was like no women really like right. talking. Uh, they were trying to be like, it wasn't the white guys, it was the vampires. It, it was saving you. Um, it's like, shut up, you were all cunts, and you... <laughs> deliberately <laughs> enslaved people yeah. so uh, yeah nah it's a no for me I think it's a I wouldn't drink this milk don't think it's fresh and it's crazy it's only 10 years old and I think honestly they could have addressed some of the issues that I have with it just like with minor tweaks like just build out one of these female characters like Mary Todd make Mary Todd the vampire hunter or like I mean may, oh, you know not may, bring her in because he kind of like hides it yeah. from her like, or make- she could have been um, one of Hit one of what's his name's um, agents, other agents. Yeah. He could have been another one of Dominic yeah. Cooper's agents. Yeah, and or you know, been, or, she had been doing it for like a couple years. Before make Mary he or um, make Harriet Tubman a bigger character. Like, don't tease me with that. Or like, make the mm-hmm. make the bad vampire woman like give us a reason. Like, did somebody kill her? Yeah. Did she yeah. get turned? Something, something. You know. So for me, that was shitty. And then yeah, just the kind of the you could have had Harriet Tubman too. Be a vamp- it could have been like a little yeah. network of. Yeah. Um, Team of vampire hunters. A female vampire hunter would have been cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and or just like rephrasing the way that they were like, well, the vampires did the shit. It's yeah. like, you know, alongside us, the colonialists. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I think. You could have thrown that in. Yeah. With, it's just uh, like just say like to have them talking to yeah. like white slave owners like yeah we got to keep this going and what if, they, like some of the yeah. white slave owners know that the vampires exist yeah and so they're, they're helping, helping them. out yeah or yeah. it's slave owners that got turned into vampires and they're already bloodthirsty as fuck right. you know so there would have been a way to do it so it's an over me the australian who doesn't know jack shit about history sorry i also feel like i think that Abraham Lincoln is portrayed in a very ridiculous way in this yes. movie. Um, I don't need my presidents to be cutting down trees and to be using this superpower of honesty to save the world. <laughs> so that's why it's a graphic novel. You know? You know what I mean, I mean it, is, it is ridiculous. He's fine. And his diary <laughs> is fine. And his friends are fine. Um, and then, you know, it's funny, the last scene, he's like, let me make you a mortal. Let me turn you into a vampire, which I'm like, he would never choose that because then he right. would have to eat people uh, which i don't think we ever address how the good vampire gets his blood but whatever that's a whole other discussion and then abe says no and then his wife's like we're gonna be late for the theater dear and it's like oh my god you are so close <laughs> but according to this article that i found on fox news maybe he was he a vampire was. the whole time and maybe he's the leader of the lizard people and that's part that's two part is abraham lincoln lizard person king or and- Vampire lawyer. Or vampire vampire lawyer. (laughs) That was, I actually wanted to ask you guys, like, if there was, like, okay, Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter, if there was another movie about another president that had a ridiculousness. Donald Trump, (laughs) (laughs) underwater mermaid man. (laughs) Donald Trump learns his ABCs. Yeah. What's what's the guy that was in, um, in the wheelchair? 
uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. F, uh, no, FDR. <gasps> I was FDR. Like, I mm-hmm. Give me, give me an FDR graphic novel based. You know, he, where it's just a dope dude rolling around. It's wheels and the helping people. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because that was that that does a lot for I want to see I want to see community and George W. Bush, mega mind. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> and he has to pretend that he's not on TV. Um, I don't actually know. That. I don't know that. That'd be a good take. I'd watch that. I don't Maybe know. animated for that yeah. one. Jimmy Carter, who was a, a peanut farmer, and he could be some sort of like nighttime vigilante oh, yeah. Batman where peanuts are his. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Instead of ninja stars, right. he's like. <laughs> he takes down all the people with peanut yeah. allergies. I was going to say it's because people are allergic. And then he huh? uses the shells to know mm-hmm. people are coming. Like when yes. they're walking, he sets traps and he hears them step on the shells. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon, <laughs> robot guy. And he's yes. just like, he takes off his face and he's just like a robot under there. <laughs> And that's why he's like hunting down. I forget what he was like against the communists or he hated. I don't know. He hated people. He hated a lot of things. And he loved scandals. Yes. But he's like a robot that eats scandals. And he's like, maybe Watergate, like they had the secret codes to keep him, you know, oiled. Yeah. He's the Tin Man. And he needs a What about Tricky Dick the Tin Man? (laughs) Tricky Dick the Tin Man. What about It's a a Wizard of Oz (laughs) spinoff. George Washington, but he's like, he's an alien, right? Yeah. And he shows up and then he's just talking to the people and they know him in the community. He's like, hey, man, do you ever guys think just like, fuck the British? And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, fuck the British, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. And then he like leads them. And then he gets yeah, recalled the- to his home planet. And they're like, George, we've had this discussion. Stop <laughs> yeah. going to planets and stirring the pot. And that's why we have presidents for only eight years. Right. Yeah. Because he got, he dipped. He's yeah. like, I think we should only do it for eight years. Meanwhile, his mom's like, I swear to fucking God, George. <laughs> you don't come back to Zorp right now. <laughs> to Zorp. And that was, if you heard that noise, he just got beamed up to Zorp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've completely. Completely derailed the conversation. It's getting long in the tooth, guys. But uh, David Salsa, long, long in the George Washington slave tooth, slave yeah. tooth, um, or the vampire tooth. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the pod. We thank had you. such a great time with great you, time. Uh, David William Rogers. Always a pleasure. Let's make sure that we all support David Salsa. Find him on social. Um, you can connect with us at agelikemilkpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know. David knows all the handles. He he does a lot of the social media. I sometimes help out. I do a lot of the nothing, getting the guests, making the jokes, mm-hmm. finding out about American history. Um, but yes, thank you again. We can't wait to have you. We'll have you back for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, please. That's we will a, that, I like that save one. that one for you. That one's good. Um, but for now, David William Rogers, yeah. you should check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And please go watch this movie and tell us if you think that Abraham Lincoln was in fact a vampire hunter. That's all for now. Bye-bye.